welcome to One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life with your host, Michael R. Hurst, a weekly dialogue about how you can manage the things that we methodically push down deep inside ourselves, the stuff we whisper about and hide from, and where you may get to say that one more thing before somebody walks out the door or to those you lost or are losing. We are happy you're here. Come on in and join the conversation. Here's Michael. Hi, everyone. I'm back. I'm sorry for the delay. I certainly absolutely missed you. After a short hiatus where I was sick for a short period of time and a major surgery that required about six weeks of recovery time, including physical therapy and so forth. But I'm back now and I'm really happy to be here. I've got some new ideas while I sat around for six weeks. I am going to implement them soon so that you can get more involved in the conversation. I'm excited about them and I'm hoping that you will be too. Now for our first guest back this week, I am really happy to introduce Emily Davis. Emily Davis is a natural, intuitive, psychic channeler and energy healer. She's a metaphysical coach and a best-selling author. She specializes in helping people discover their purpose in life through unblocking their intuitive gifts and learning to use them without fear. She's the co-host of a metaphysical comedy podcast, of which I'll provide all the details later in the show, called Perceptionist Anonymous. Welcome to the show, Emily. I'm excited to learn and share your experience and your gifts with everybody. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be on. Well, I I know there's more to Emily, so can you share with us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you you did hit a lot of bullet points about me, so there's that, which is good. Um, But yeah, so I am a psychic, I am a metaphysical coach, I'm an author, I'm a podcast host, there's all those things. I also, you know, have many critters in my house and I'm a mom and a whole bunch of other aspects. So there's a whole many, many layers to that. But yeah, so I'm really lucky. I'm at this stage in my life where I get to spend most of my time literally talking about magical things and the magic people have inside them and the magic that, you know, of energies and things that people can't necessarily see and how it benefits our health. So I am just currently in this beautiful space of getting to do that and help people, which makes my soul so happy. That's fantastic, actually. So when did you first notice you had these gifts? So I, I, for as long as I can remember, I've had incredible psychic gifts. And when I say psychic, I don't mean she can see the future or she looks into a crystal ball. Like that's not, that's a very outdated way of looking at what a psychic is. Because in our modern age, we're kind of in our in our way. We're redefining every term that has ever existed essentially in this period of time. And psychic is one of those. Um, so when I say I'm a psychic, I have many, many different gifts. I can channel people's spirit guides and see their past lives and also see their energy fields and see their energetic futures. Um, and I can also, you know, understand where they're blocked and remove limiting beliefs and those sort of things as well. So there's a lot of different elements when I say I'm a psychic. Um, but I, I first started really feeling out and noticing these gifts from the time I was really, really young. Um, I thought everybody had them though, because I was a kid and didn't know any different. So I would see things in my bedroom as I was going to sleep or, or hear people's spirit guides talking to me, even though they weren't there. I would walk into a room and could feel everybody's any pain they were feeling physically in my body, which is called being clairsentient. I essentially feel physical indications of what anyone else is feeling, whether it's pain or if you're angry, my chest gets tight. I don't feel angry. I just feel like a a tightness here. Um, So I'm a very clairsentient person too. So it was about when I was seven or eight where I started realizing like not everybody else can do this stuff. And I remember I went to talk to my mom and she was just kind of like, you okay? 
<laughs> you go outside and play. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I knew it from the time I was really young, but it affected me a lot as I, you know, as an adolescent and in high school and in middle school, um, because I started realizing I was weird and this was not normal and I knew things about people I shouldn't and all this sort of thing. So then I really tried to shut it down out of fear, um, which backfired horrendously in my face. <laughs> I can understand, especially, yeah. especially in, the, in even in today's day and time. I mean, it's 21st century. People should be more open to things like this. And, and with the awareness that's going around, it's amazing how many people get um, I guess it, it convoluted and maybe it's TV, maybe it's movies, maybe it's the perception that they are portrayed in those medias, but it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a shame. People need to open up their minds and their hearts. And I think because of social media and things along those lines, more people are, but the issue then comes is people really, really want to, um, generalize things, right? They want to like bandwagon things and like make it one simple, easy to understand concept. They want it to cover everything. And that's not reality. Like saying, Oh, a psychic sees the future is a really easy thing to understand, but not truth. So it, it, we struggle with like the, the meme culture almost, right. Where they like post up a meme, like if you're an empath, you do this. And I'm like, well, that's, not accurate really but it's really easy to say you do because it's easy to justify so um there's a, a lot of nuances there too where i feel like yes we're opening up right now as a culture and as a society and we're more willing to see people and more willing to understand these things that aren't necessarily perceived by our five senses but we're we really still like to generalize it and it's easy to do easier to do than ever before well luckily we're going to break some of those down as we go but i love it let's do it <laughs> You know, in um, our initial conversation, you had stated that you help people discover their purpose in life through unblocking their own intuitive gifts and then learning how to use them without fear. Can mm -hmm. you tell me more about that? Absolutely. So every single person on this planet has their own set of intuitive abilities, which is like your psychic abilities, your abilities to see things and perceive things that aren't necessarily perceivable by your main five senses. And every single person on the planet has those abilities. They just come in different ways and show up in different ways and often are blocked off for people. So a lot of times, especially when I start working with clients, they're like, oh, I just want to be as magical as you are. And I'm like, well, you are like, you have your own set of unique gifts that are unique and special to you and how you use them is unique and special to you. And the only reason you don't have full control over them right now is because it's blocked by a bunch of stuff. So what I do in work in my line of work is I go in and we remove all of those blocks, whether it's trauma or fear or shame or guilt, um, whether from this lifetime or a past lifetime or from your ancestors, anything along those lines can stand. I kind of describe it like a river, like your magic is this flowing, beautiful river and you spend your whole life chucking junk into the river to try to stop it from flowing. And you're not consciously throwing things into the river, but you're subconsciously like throwing in branches and rocks and boulders and a couple beavers and just like damming it up in every way possible. And that's the reason why you really can't access it as clearly. So then what I do and what I help people with is like, let's go in and let's dig out all of that junk so that your river starts flowing naturally again. But then once it starts flowing, you can't be afraid of your river. So that's the other half of it is my clients either come to me because they're like, Hey, I know I got these gifts. I just need to know how to use them and where the heck they're hiding. Cause they feel this deep pull or they say, Hey, these gifts are messing with my life and I don't know what to do. I'm terrified because people are talking to me and I can't see them or I'm terrified because I feel everything everyone else is feeling and I'm overwhelmed all the time and I don't know what to do. So those kind of go hand in hand of like, once you have these gifts open, like let's not let the fear want you to damn them all up again. That makes a lot of sense actually. Um, <laughs> in fact, I have a very full river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
all have some stuff in our river. Yeah. <laughs> um, in regard to that, obviously, I say we're going to try to break each one of these down to help people understand more of where everything comes from. So when you say magical gifts, you, you're not really saying the Harry Potter type. You're, you're saying that there's a deeper meaning to these. Exactly. I mean, I would love for them to be Harry Potter type. Like if I could go to a wand store and just be able to wave my magic wand, that would be like amazing and like my life's goal. Um, but not necessarily Harry Potter type. The type that I'm actually talking about is things like, okay, you can, you know, sense information about a person. That is a very magical thing to be able to do. You can channel their spirit guides. Like you can hear and see someone's spirit guide team and get information for them that they need to hear. That's a very magical thing to do. It's this real ability to to use energies and use magic like in even in the witchy sense where you're doing sigils if that's what you're really inclined to or or working with spells if that's what you're really inclined to um but in a real world way where you have this deeper purpose that is it's a part of these gifts are a part of who you are and so when you open them up to that you're able to see your magical purpose your purpose that's aligned with these gifts because you were given them for a reason and if you're feeling drawn to open them there's a reason for that and that's what you're where your purpose comes in yeah and i think a lot I think it exists wholeheartedly. Think that exists. I um, I have a special connection with my not to brag, um, with my daughters and with my wife. You know, we could be thinking on the same line and text each other at the same time, or pick up the phone and they're about to pick up the phone and one of them will call, or you know, this kind of a thing. So that I think it's just being kind of open to that same thought pattern that we're thinking along the same line and we're kind of connected uh, that way. Absolutely. No, that's a perfect example of them. So then what a, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll take like that sort of thing further. So people will be like, yeah, I have a really deep connection with people. Or I can connect with people easily. And I'll be like, okay, so let's open yourself up even further. So maybe you can connect with more people. You know, it's not just limited to those that you've spent so much time with or that you have a, you know, physical logical connection to or maybe you can connect with you know people's spirit guides easier maybe that's your zone you know like let's see if maybe you can open up to see if you can connect in that way too because like you take these little magical things that always happen in our lives that we just think are coincidence and go hey actually maybe they're not coincidence let's kind of flip those on their head let's dig in deeper and let's see what we can find in there that's what made me a good cop oh yeah i bet it was good intuitive sense yeah. So it allowed, awesome. it allowed me to uh, do my job more effectively, I think. And that didn't say that I was psychic or anything else. I just I was more in tune with individuals and more in tune with people. And I used my instinct a lot and it usually paid off for me. So I, I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I 100 um, percent. I hope that more people can help to understand how they can do that themselves by the end of this program. Yeah, that would be amazing. So in in talking about that, tell me, like, you said you were a natural intuitive. So I know this is a little bit what we just spoke about, but natural intuitive means that you're just intuitive of people, or does that mean that you're intuitive of the other side, for example? Um, a little bit of both. So when I say I'm a natural intuitive, that was like my easiest gift to nail down. Like that was like my easiest ability to feel immediately is that I could I'm very intuitive about what people are like. Basically, baseline is I can digest a ton of information incredibly quickly based on my own intuitive gifts. So like when 
I've spent my whole life hearing seven different people talking in my head at all, <laughs> all times, essentially. <laughs> so now I'm, I can get really clear into the point and hear multiple different messages, sense the energy underneath and be able to boil it down in one statement that I can then share with people for their benefit. So when I say I'm a natural intuitive, that's just like my first gift. Like that's my very first clearest gift that came through before I was able to see anything or feel anything. Like when I was trying to unblock all of my river that I had blocked for years and years, intuitively, I could feel things first, if that makes sense. How, how can that help somebody? Do you use that gift in order to connect with somebody from the other side to help them overcome losing them or let's say not getting to say what they didn't get to say or seeing if they said something before they passed or something like that. Is that something that you can use your intuitive gift for? Absolutely. So I do mediumship reads for people all the time um, where I channel their past loved ones and allow them to essentially communicate back and forth. Um, I actually recently did it for a woman who had um, lost a baby. And so I channeled her her baby, basically. Um, and so things along those lines. Um, and I also use it a lot for people get really stuck in their head and spin around things constantly, right? So then I can be like, Oh, no, 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 like, stop, like, here's what's intuitively actually energetically happening. Like, let's, I can feel what's actually going on and why you're stopped up here. So let's pull whatever is you're dealing with here, this limiting thing that's keeping you stuck. Let's pull that out. Let's put something new in a new thought process so that you can actually change your patterns, change your life, change your behavior um, in that way. So yeah, and also with their spirit guides, which spirit guides are different than people who've passed on. We all have a spirit guide team, which just are, it could be everything from angels to um, an ancestor you never met to, to a dog. Like there's this he, like a huge range of spirit guides that you could have um, or ascended masters or higher beings, anything like that. And they're invested in your life purpose and what you're here to learn and what you're here to achieve. And so they're, they basically, before you came here, you decided they were going to be the ones to help you. And so they are constantly trying to communicate with you, but they speak a different language essentially. So like, you'll be like, I need some guidance and they'll send you four feathers and you'll be like, I never got guidance. And they'll be like, I sent you feathers. Like, why don't you understand? And so a lot of what my gift is too, is I can be like, Hey, this is how they communicate with you. This is how you can communicate with them. Here's some very clear messages about what you're struggling with right now from them and how you can can move through that and get better and, and, you know, move forward and overcome X, Y, and Z or things you should focus on that sort of thing. I see. They talk to me in French. I don't understand them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. And it's like, it's a skill that you have to learn to develop of like, okay, like seeing the signs when they send them, as opposed to thinking that, you know, a sign is going to come as someone holding a sign. (laughs) It's interesting. I, I've been told in the past that I've had three, three people that are supposedly following me around. I've only been told that I told it by one person actually. Um, and those three people, I have absolutely no idea who they are. Supposed to be an older man, a middle, a middle aged man and a boy. Um, I don't know whether or not they communicate with me or not, because at the time to me, I guess what I'm trying to kind of say is that's what I've been told but I don't necessarily look for signs from them because for me as a person, I'm going, okay, I, I like to know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Who, who are they? Why are they? Why are they my guides? You said something earlier that we pick them before we come here. Mm-hmm. But then again, when you get here, you question, well, I don't know who these guides would be. I don't know who they are in relation to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? How yeah. does somebody overcome that? 
So that is one of those fears of like, oh, this is outside my control. I don't understand. And your brain does, oh, you don't understand. So therefore it's scary. And it's like, well, no, your your soul actually does know because you, you have a soul memory versus your physical memory, right? So you, you did know these beings before you came. Now, if there's anything bad happening around you as far as like they're messing with things, throwing things off the wall, then the chances are it's not a guide. It's probably something else. And we can dig in on that as well. But if they're attached to you and they're following you through life and none of their energies feel you do have three for sure that are sitting with you. I can channel that right now. And none of their energies feel malevolent in any way. Like you all, they're very benevolent energies and invested in you. Um, And that's a lot of times what we overcome is like, okay, well, why are you fearing them? Are you fearing them because they've caused you pain in any way? Or are you fearing them just because you don't understand and you want to know them because you're afraid that you, if you don't know them, they don't know you, right? Like what are their investment in you? And like, genuinely a spirit guide connection is a is a very benevolent connection that's here to guide you and help you um, reach the things that you're supposed to do and it can be things like you know it can help with your intuitive knowing like your guides can help you with intuitive knowing you're like i just know this is the right thing to do right now and i don't really know why but i'm going to do it anyway that's a lot of times your spirit guides being like do that thing (laughs) it's here because you need to do it it might feel weird don't care do it anyway um so like that can be them too as they push you forward and you trip and Mm -hmm. fall and then they go i didn't mean to do that right (laughs) we're just trying to give you a little nudge just a little nudge like if you listen the first 17 times (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate that insight that um the, I, I typically listen to my guides. I listen to my intuition and they help us. They help me a lot. I yeah. just, I just thought, you know, how do you know, how do you know who you guides are? How do you know to connect to your guides? But you kind of just answered it. Yeah. And you develop it as you go too. And that's another thing. Like most, a lot of times when I'm working with clients and stuff, it's like, I'm like, okay, well, if this is something, if it's a huge block for you, I can channel your guides. Let's talk through my gifts so that you can eventually develop yours to being in the same place as like being able to communicate at will. That's an excellent gift, actually. So, so in regard to that, because this question comes up a lot, interviews that I've done, mm-hmm. um, you do believe in life after death, that there, whether it be on a different plane or in a different area, correct? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you believe in reincarnation? Yes. So, in in believing in life after death, I'm assuming because of the way that you're able to connect with the other side. That gives you a better understanding of what happens after death. It does. Um, there's both the connecting with the other side and then also what I've been intuitive, like what I've been shown from my guides and shown from like creator energy and stuff. Like I I visually have seen and felt and channeled like kind of the way that after death looks and from as far as I can ever see, like it seems very dead on and feels very aligned and every evidence I've ever seen supports that. So, yeah, it's kind of a combination of, yes, I've talked to people that are sitting in that plane right now. And then I've also been able to, like, been shown the structure. That, that's interesting, actually, because obviously there's a there's a larger number of individuals that I believe in life after death and I believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's a lot of people that I've spoken with and some other people that I've actually interviewed that are adamantly against it. And most of that comes from a religious background, which... I don't hold that against anybody. So first and foremost, just for the record, they have their choice, which is fine. Yeah. But I grew up Catholic. Um, I'm a reformed Catholic. Let's rephrase that. (laughs) I also grew up Catholic, so I understand. (laughs) So, you know, you're not supposed to believe in all that stuff. And, you know, you're not really even supposed to believe in angels over your shoulders. 
but mm-hmm. I talk to my angels every day. I talk to my angels every night, and um, they saved my butt a few times on mm-hmm. the street. So, and in life in general. So yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that that they're with you. So I stepped away from the Catholic Church long time ago. I'm more of a spiritualist, and you know, I I believe more in that way. So I think that everything works as a universe. Everything works in conjunction with each other, and that mm-hmm. everything has a purpose. Yeah. So I think that I think it all fits within together. So um, you've already answered one of my questions about communicating with people on the other side. So I'm assuming that you I've talked to a couple of other psychics, quote unquote, psychic mediums, mm-hmm. and they both had different um, perspectives of how they communicated. One communicated through written letters. And that's mm-hmm. how she was able to do it. Um, she didn't really, or she doesn't really talk to the other side other than that way. And then another individual, they don't see, they kind of sense somebody's there and they mm-hmm. hear them audibly. So do you see audible or write or one combination of any of those? So. There's actually, so I love that you say that because it's such a perfect example of how everyone's gifts show up differently, even though we have them under the same label. So it's so great because everyone's gifts are unique to them, just like your fingerprint would be. Um, So the one who writes is clairtangent is what it's called because it's a clair sense, which is like an extra sensory perception. Um, And then the one who hears is clairaudient. So she hears it in her brain is what it's called. Um, which is really, really cool. So I kind of do a little bit of a combination where I, it depends on, honestly, a lot of times with me, it will depend on the person or entity coming forward. Sometimes I can see them clear as day and I'm like, well then, okay. Like you really need, it was essential for you to communicate with this person via what I'm seeing, but I won't hear them if I see them usually. Occasionally I will hear them and I won't see them. I'll sense them. But more often than not, I will see and feel their energy and then communicate with their energy. And I, they will show me images and I translate those images into words for people because I will intuitively know what those images mean. That's amazing. Such a, <laughs> such a gift. <laughs> Thank it, you. It I really is. So, it's interesting because sometimes like the translation, I'm like, okay, I know exactly what they're trying to say, but saying it in people words is going to be different. <laughs> Give me a minute here. It's like, is, is that Latin or is that, what is that? Right, exactly. So no, it's, it, it's English. It's, it really is. It's English. Yeah. And I'm a very visual per- person, like naturally. So it would make sense that my gifts show up more as like images as opposed to, you know, I'm not super musically inclined or something like that. So it's not as much audience. So like, those are kind of some back way, you know, backdoor ways you can start to see like, Oh, maybe I perceive things more this way because I learn like this, or I'm really artistic or, you know, I'm, I'm more about numbers or whatever it is. Like there's little ways that you can kind of see what you would be inclined to see. So it, in regard to that, do they normally come to you to, to say, I need to give a message to somebody and do you seek them out? Or is it something that like I would come to you and say, hey, Emily, I'm looking for my father and my father passed away. And can you, can you find him? Can you give me a message? I mean, which, mm-hmm. what happens in that regard? How does that work for you? So most of the time, because I've learned how to turn my gift on and off, very clearly so that I don't sit in overwhelming fear and stuff all the time because I can't even get a thought out of my own head, um, which is what I existed in for so long. Like I had to do a lot of training of like shutting on and off a lot of times 
most of the time stuff doesn't from the other side doesn't approach me people approach me in this space and then i will channel for them which essentially is i'll open up my gifts and ask for the person to step forward um, and then allow them the space to do so most of the time that person does step forward sometimes they send a representative that's like hey nope they don't want to talk right now like they you know they're not the person's that your work you know your client is not ready to hear them or whatever it is like there's some other reason and sometimes they'll just be like listen like I'm here to step forward, but they need to move on. And I, you know, I've talked to them before they've listened. I don't have another message for them. They need to go, you know, whatever it is. So like they're, they're still their being. Right. So I, I just create the space and hopefully they come forward and, and are willing to talk. So for the most part, that's how it works occasionally. And this happens more often when a person I know passes, then I will get, um, it almost feels like a tension headache is like the best way to describe it, but it's a headache right here. And I know that's because something wants to talk to me and I have, I don't have my gift open at that moment. So they can't clearly talk to me, but they'll like, I'll feel that pressure right there and I'll be like, okay, I know what's happening. And so then I'll take the time and I'll sit and I'll hear their message. And sometimes it's a message just for me. And sometimes it's a message for their loved ones, or sometimes it's a message about something that wasn't resolved or whatever it is. So well, it helped. And I'm that, that part of the gift I'm sure helps people to overcome and to move forward and to understand mm -hmm. and kind of get closure at times, I'm assuming. It does. It really, really does. Um, it also, it, it not only helps with closure, but it helps people to like see their own life in a different light. If that makes sense. It's not just like mm -hmm. we're failing, you know, like finally I get to move forward. It's more like, okay, like this person is actually here with me. They know what I've been doing. And so I have the freedom to move forward knowing that they still are here and to support me. Um, and that is huge. A lot of times that's almost bigger for people. It's like this, that person is still there. They literally, like people will say things along the lines of like, yeah, the new guy you're dating, like I'm all about him, <laughs> you know, like, or they'll be like, you need to stop doing this, this, and this. And I'll say that. And they'll be like, Oh, Okay, so they really do see me do things. It's like, oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they do for sure. <laughs> oh, so you should watch yourself when you go into the bathroom. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> look, look over your shoulder, because just <laughs> just in case. Oh yeah. So it does. It's really helpful and it's really healing for people, and they can release a lot of things and say a lot of things that they've always wanted to say and feel like it's you know heard and. Well, that's part, that's part of my show. It's it's the opportunity. Learn how to get the opportunity to say what you wanted to say before you lost somebody, mm -hmm. or say something that you didn't get to say to kind yeah. of get kind of get closure, so you can move on and, and close that chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and like always, know that they're there. That's the other thing of like, yeah, I a hundred percent believe in the afterlife because. I know the stuff that they tell me <laughs> and I know the stuff that I've seen and like, don't ever be like, Oh, like they're gone. Like I never get to see them again. You do hundred percent. And every time you talk to them, they can hear you. They know. I got to stop talking about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so as you see it, everyone has their own magical abilities. Um, mm -hmm. Can you help us understand that absolutely so just like the river like everyone has their own gifts and like i said before they're like a fingerprint right so um your gift i love that you brought up the other two other psychics because like yes you might be a medium but to you being a medium might mean that when you channel someone you physically feel things on your body like um i once worked with a woman who was also a medium and she you know if 
she would channel them and she would feel pain in certain places and know how the person passed. So she could verify that with the, with the, you know, her client that she was working with, she would get, you know, sense like sense of roses or sense of this. And she'd be like, okay, well I'm smelling this. So I'm feeling like it's your grandma because she was really connected to that. Right. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that might be how your mediumship gift shows up, or it might be like mine where I can sense things and see images. Um, it might be like very audience, you know, like there's so many different ways that your personal gifts can show up. And so it can be a gift that people have names for like mediumship, like being a psychic, like future sight or channeling, like they might have a name. And then there also might be gifts that you have that don't have a name yet. You know, like I worked with someone and she's like, I am so connected to dreams. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but I'm so connected to dreams. She's like, not only can I understand what a person's dream is showing them about their life, but I also can when someone is sleeping, I can sense what they're dreaming about. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that is a very unique gift. That is a very much her gift. I've never met anyone else who could do that. That doesn't have a name. You just sense what someone's dreaming about. So you can still develop that gift and still work on that gift and opening it up and turning it on and off and all these different things. But your gifts might not have a name. You might have these unique, beautiful things that you've been given these abilities that you have um, that are unique and special to you, which is really cool. So a lot of what I focus on in my program and with my clients is like, I'm not teaching you this is my cookie cutter how you do become a medium program this is hey this is your gifts program and i'm here to support you and making your gifts and using learning how to use your gifts in the way you want to that's pretty cool and that dream thing is really cool right i was like wow i have a lot of questions (laughs) yeah yeah that that does it opens up a large i could do a whole show on just that like wow yeah my wife used to have um We'd be, we'd be laying in bed and she would uh, start hearing voices. She may or may not appreciate me saying this. We'll find out later. Um, <laughs> um, she used to hear voices and she heard them. She said it was like a room full of people. And mm-hmm. she kept saying, I can't talk to you right now. Leave me alone. And after about three weeks of doing that, they kind of all went away. And she's not heard it since. Well, my thought on that is like she put enough stuff in her river to shut it off. You know, she said like, go away. Like I'm done. Like she spent so much energy, like shutting it off because it was probably scary. It was probably overwhelming as heck. Cause you're like, there's so many people talking to me right now. And like, even if you're in a meeting and seven people are talking, you're like, oh, okay. Like that's a lot of communication. But when you can't even see them, it's like 10 times the amount of reverberating energy. You're like, okay, not only can I not see you, but everyone's talking at the same time. I don't know what to do. And I don't know what you want from me. I don't know any of your motivations. And a lot of people I've worked with, and this was myself included for years. I like my senior year of high school, my mom spent every night sleeping in my bed with me because I was so scared of all of the things that were trying to talk to me, you know, and she didn't understand what was going on, but she's like the best person ever. So she's like, okay, sure. Like I'll stay in your bed with you. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I don't either. And that's why I need you here. Like, <laughs> Cause there was just so much. And so I consciously tried to block as much as possible too, for, for many, many, many years until I was like, essentially I was in an abusive relationship. And when I got out of that, I was like, well, I've run out of things to be scared of. So bring it on. And that's when I really started to try to pull things out of my river. So, you know, if she ever felt drawn to, to, to work with those things or understand what they were trying to say, she could work on removing those things from her river and reopen back up that channel that she had. And it's a side note. She really wasn't scared of them or afraid of them in any way. She was just really busy with work and with school. She didn't have time for them. And then once um, she got over it, 
And then about six months later, she's going, well, you know, I kind of wish they'd come back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of missed him at that point. But originally, it kind of was startling and it was confusing and it was just kind of weird. Yeah. And like you, it's part of yourself, right? So like if you're feeling drawn to see these gifts or, you know, even after you're scared of them and then a couple months later, you're like, man, like I kind of missed that. It's because it's part of you. And so that's part of why I say it, it helps you see what your purpose is, is because you finally get to see all pieces of you, even the pieces of you that might be no one else understands, but you talk to me in weird energy speak. I'm like, I gotcha. I understand. So like all of these different pieces of you you get to see in like a holistic way which helps you understand what true alignment feels like and and taking the next step on your purpose really feels like and helps you really tune into what is the right thing for you to be doing right now in this life yeah i can see your passion in that it shows through i mean obviously this is a podcast but your passion shows through in your face oh thank you it means a lot to me You know, I know there, there, and we may have already covered this and stop me if we have, but there's a variety of spiritual healing elements that you had uh, mentioned to me. So can you help us understand what um, exactly spiritual healing elements would be? Yeah. I mean, so some of the stuff I do is like energy healing, because that's another one of the things that I, I am really in tuned to do and where I can see where your energy is stopped or blocked or like if you're having, you know, major issues, say with like your kidneys or something, you can go in and pull out some dense energy from that space so that your body works the way your body's supposed to work and energy doesn't block you up because energy can literally affect your physiology. And sometimes when I'm doing that, then you, you'll all hear limiting beliefs, things that are holding you back, fears that are coming up, you know, I'm not good enough or whatever it is that come out of the space that are actually affecting your physical body. So that's a huge element of spiritual healing as well. It's like, okay, not only are we going to help your brain because we're going to get rid of these limiting beliefs, but it's also going to help your physical body be better as well. Now is that, is that, would you call that Reiki and um, chakra cleansing? Kind of. So those are kind of different things. So Reiki is a specific healing modality that you have to be trained in specially. And the Reiki works a lot with um, chakras and cleaning chakras and sending energy through your chakras and stuff, which is wonderful and amazing. And if you're if you're really aligned with Reiki, like I've had amazing Reiki healing done for me. And that's great. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Um, but what I specifically do, so I actually am a trained and certified theta healer, which is kind of like Reiki, but it's a, just a different healing modality. Um, that I really wanted to get inclined to it, but I don't necessarily practice theta healing. It's just was another thing to help me really discover my own healing energy, healing gifts, which are kind of along the similar vein of like Reiki Reiki and, and theta and stuff like that, where it's like, I'm using energies that are, you know, uh, basically essentially of love to help your energies that are dense and, and things along those lines. So I kind of do it in my own way. Um, I don't teach a specific modality or subscribe to a specific modality when it comes to that sort of stuff. But for like the general population, it's very similar as far as like you are working with energies in certain capacities. Well, it's kind of, they're all kind of a vibrational medicine. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And for those of you out there, just to understand, a vibrational medicine or spiritual medicine, energy heaters target the energy field around the body, and then they can remove it and work with it from from that perspective. I I get acupuncture, for example. I know that mm-hmm. um, is, was explained to me by Dr. Han and Dr. Fong, um, two different people, Fong, Fong and On, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the the needles when they put them in they balance 
my energy that's flowing through my body and they balance it through what's what's ailing me and they kind of they balance my mind body my soul because i meditate while they do it they've got music on and then they put the acupuncture needles in and 45 minutes later i walk out feeling great yep exactly that's another dead-on example of like spiritual vibrational healing correct me if i'm wrong but energy imbalances are one of the biggest causes of health issues today. A hundred percent. And that's no matter no matter who removes them or how mm-hmm. they how they're removed, energy balances are the biggest cause of health issues today. You your mind, body, and soul have to be in tune. They do. And like we're also naturally kind of energy sponges as humans. And so you're absorbing crap that's not yours like all the time. You know, whether it's like from something you picked up or something you saw on TV or whatever, or a person you hugged, like whatever it is, you're constantly absorbing all of this stuff. And so like clearing out your energy isn't just helping you balance your own stuff. It's getting rid of everybody else's gunk that you've, uh, you know, subconsciously absorbed into your own field. Yeah, I've kind of been told that um, the reason that I developed my rheumatoid arthritis so badly was because I was sort of an empathic individual while I was on the job Mm -hmm. and all the negativity I dealt with, I kind of held in and I never released it. That is very accurate. (laughs) I released a lot of it already. Yeah. Your energy doesn't feel like that at all anymore. Like you're very open, but also very conscious and it's very nice and like clean and, and released and healthy and stuff, but totally like that past energy, it can develop into such intense major, major problems like your rheumatoid arthritis, which is huge, or people even get like cancer and all these other horrible things. They're like, um, thyroids are a big thing with spiritual energies. Like if you're having issues with your thyroids, I've never come across a person who didn't have a spiritual issue. Really? Mm-hmm. Thyroid well, issues are so huge with energy stuff. Well, I think that isn't, I mean, I may be wrong. I'm, my anatomy education was a long, long time ago. But <laughs> thyroids, aren't they? They kind of cleanse the system anyway, do they not? Yeah. And that's what they're there for? Yeah, basically. They're like chemical balancers, <laughs> right? So, of course, your energies are out of whack. So your thyroid's all of a sudden like hyperthyroid or whatever it is because it's like working five times as hard to try to fix what's wrong. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I noticed that you practice um, something called Art Inspiration, which is a brilliant brilliant name, by the way. Thank you. Um, You state that it is the cornerstone of your beliefs and that your creativity Mm -hmm. and creation is the number one way that we connect with not only our higher selves, but all that it is. I believe in art therapy 100%. Um, My master's degree is in interdisciplinary studies with a focus on performance and digital media. And within that, I studied dance as therapy, and I studied um, art as therapy, and yeah. music as therapy. And I know that it is it is an amazing opportunity for people to cleanse themselves, to relax, to release, and to overcome. So tell me about... My art inspiration, yeah. So... Um... The, the it's definitely the cornerstone of my beliefs in so many ways um, because what I genuinely 
know and believe is that your imagination is kind of like your God mind, right? So your imagination is the place where all healing takes place, all healing others takes place, where you can tune into yourself, where you can tune into your gifts, where you can overcome things, like all of that lives in your imagination. And to truly access that, you need to create and express yourself creatively in some way. For me, that is through like actual physical art where I draw and I paint and I do different things. And I'm super active on that. Like my daily ritual to what rituals don't have to be huge. Like when I say the word ritual, people are like, okay, so, you know, like, do you sit in a circle and you do do hum, 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 and you, you know, you light certain things and do all this different stuff. I'm like, oh no, I draw for 15 minutes. (laughs) They're like, oh, okay. I'm like, it's the thing that makes me feel most connected to the magical parts of myself, to my own gifts, to my, to, to all that is, you know, to the energy of all that is the energies of, of the universe. The thing that makes me feel most connected is to draw. And most of the time my subject matter is very much like fantasy magical stuff because that's what resonates with me energetically. So I spend a lot of time doing that at least once a day. I draw for 15 minutes because that's what connects me most to myself. And so that's what I, that also comes from looking at art that feels magical and has a certain vibrational frequency. So my whole Instagram feed is essentially really, really talented, awesome artists that are going to share all this really beautiful, high vibrational quality art and dancers that do very, you know, emotional, real high vibrational things. And when I say high vibrational, it's just, it's really healing. It's a lot of release. It's a very high concept sort of thing where you look at it and you feel an energy. And so that's what, where I say that a lot of what I practice is art inspiration is because that is so essential to being human and also to accessing the, the inner parts of yourself. Yeah. I, I love watching dance and I want, I love watching a, a self choreographed piece or, or a well done choreographed piece that, that tells a story as they dance, because that's, it's like a universal language. Dance is a universal language. Music is a universal language. Art is a universal language. And it speaks to a different part of us. You know, we're not like trying to justify like why they did that or that. Like you're just accepting it as something that's beautiful and wonderful, even if it's intense or a lot of, you know, whatever it is, you're just accepting. You you naturally accept it as just this incredible thing. And that is such a cool thing to work to expand even more on. Do you have any recommendations for how people can um, touch base with their, their, their inner intuitive Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I always tell everyone to do is write down all of the magical crap that happens to you. (laughs) Like make a list or start a magical journal where, you know, whether it's you saw the number 11 seven times today and it just felt important or you had a dream where you feel like, you know, your dad talked to you, even though he died many years ago or whatever it is, like those magical things, just start writing them down so that when you read back through, you can start to see your patterns of how you perceive information. And that's a really quick and easy way to start um, to see like, oh, okay. So some, you know, I really hear things more often than I see them. So I can develop things with my, my hearing and try to tap into stuff with my hearing. So that's a really big one. It also tells your brain that you're ready to accept some of these things that are happening as things that are happening on purpose and not just like, oh, they're coincidences that you're brushing off. So you're going to start noticing more and more and opening up your energy to it more and more just kind of naturally as you do that process. So that's always the big one that I tell people to do. And then come up with a daily ritual that feels makes you feel connected, that makes you feel magical, that makes you feel inspired. Because when you're in that zone, that's 
that's when you're really going to be, your energy is going to be more open. You're not beating yourself up about anything. You're just feeling connected. You're feeling happy, whether it's you go for a walk or you draw for 15 minutes, like I said before that I do, whatever it is that makes you feel connected to something bigger than you. That's what we're going for. Everybody should take 15 minutes. Yep. Should be, should Mm -hmm. be a, should be a rule. Take 15 minutes. (laughs) It should be a rule. I fully agree. Well, on that note, it is my expert opinion. Somebody with your gifts would be a good individual to connect with, to try to help them heal and move forward in life. Yeah, absolutely. Getting someone else who can see things that you can't necessarily see to to sit there and be like, hey, these are some things that I'm seeing. Like, you know, here's some messages from your guides or, you know, you've been really feeling this way for a really long time. And like, let's switch that. And, and even in, your, you know, I can see your past life and you had this crazy thing happen in your past life. And I think it's affecting you now. Like anything that you can't see for yourself, even I who I I work with these gifts all the time and my own gifts and stuff, I will still go see people who have different gifts and be like, this is something that's going on and I can't seem to get an intuitive hit on it. Can you help me? And it is so helpful. So, I mean, constantly being like being able to, to reach out to someone who has different abilities and different ways of viewing things than you do. It's, it's a great thing to do. You also wrote a book. It's a bestseller on Amazon. Tell me about it. Yeah. So my book is called Damsel No More. Um, and it's the secret to slaying your anxiety and loving again after an abusive relationship. So that's like the subtitle. And it's more of a passion project than anything. If I had to be totally honest, um, I'm always, I have, I'm a very, very passionate about being an author. That's always what I wanted to do. Like my whole life. My mom has been in the publishing industry and stuff for my entire life. So it's just been something that I'm so, so into. And so I've written other like fantasy fiction stuff that's like currently with agents and, and hopefully that, that comes to it too. But this one is, it's an allegorical nonfiction, which essentially means it's fiction and nonfiction um, because it is using role play gaming strategy to heal your anxiety after in a relationship trauma. So whether it was an abusive relationship or you got cheated on or whatever it is that is affecting your future relationships. For me, it was a really bad abusive marriage. Um, it's dealing with the PTSD kind of left over from that in a way that's fun and centered on play. That's amazing, actually. Um, coming from an individual that I was part of a domestic violence task force, I understand that wholeheartedly. And uh, people these days need to kind of uh, be aware that uh, people in abusive relationships walk away from with PTSD, post post-traumatic stress disorder. It doesn't just come with soldiers. It doesn't just come with your first responders. It comes in everyday life and normal people. So I'm glad that you found an outlet for that. So I would recommend that. I'll leave a link at the end of the, um, the, I'll leave a link in the show notes and I'll leave a link on my website so that they can uh, go to your book. Actually, um, I have it available on my website for free right now as a digital copy. Um, because I just, like I said, it's more of a passion project. So I just kind of want to give it away to anyone who needs help with that. So if someone's struggling with that, you guys can download it on my website, which is damselnomore.com, same title as my book, um, for free on there. And then it's actually going to be, it got picked up by like a New York publishing house, like an actual publishing house. So it's going to be coming out in audiobook in a couple months, and then it'll be in bookstores um, in October. That's outstanding. You answered my next question was how best to contact you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, so my website's kind of my central hub for all the things I do, whether you just want like a one time one off reading with me, like we're for where I channel for you and whatever. I have a whole menu of readings I do. Or if you're interested in, in working with me as far as getting to understand your gifts, you can do that there. Um, and then I also have a really active Facebook group. So um, 
It's called Master Your Magic, Psychic Training and Development. So if you search that, you can find us there. So if you're really feeling drawn to like explore your intuitive gifts or you're really afraid of like these abilities that you have, that's another really cool place to join me. And I'll provide links to all of those um, <laughs> so you can contact contact Emily. And I'll also uh, put a link on there for your podcast. But yeah, and- so my podcast is Perceptionist Anonymous. And it's a metaphysical comedy podcast where we essentially tackle like each week we talk about a different weird, magical, metaphysical, quantum mechanic, weird oh, topic everywhere from like hypnotism to like fractals. And we talk about it in like real people words so that even the beginner can understand kind of what it is and, and how it affects your life. <laughs> cool. uh, any any uh, uh, like words of wisdom before we leave? Um, absolutely. So often enough, um, when you block off your spiritual or your intuitive or psychic gifts, you also block off your intuition and that affects crazy parts of your life. Um, for me that ended me up in a really abusive relationship because I was so eager for external validation and blocking off my intuition at such a alarming rate because I was just trying to shut off these gifts that it like drastically affected me. So it's if you're feeling like you're shutting down on these gifts always remind yourself that like everyone has these abilities and you're not weird and you're not different like it's a totally wonderful beautiful thing um you just might need some help and you don't need to continue to shut off your intuition or look for validation outside of yourself you are enough and you are whole sounds like a sounds like a good advice i want to thank you for sharing your knowledge your experience and your gift with our listeners and i really appreciate your time Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. You yourself can find your own magic in your life. Book a consultation or reading from Emily. Find links on her podcast, Perceptionist Anonymous. And find information on how to obtain her book, Damsel No More, at her website, damselnomore.com, all one word. You will find a link in the show notes and on my website, beforeyougopodcast.com. This is your host, Michael R. Hurst, signing off for this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go, have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved.